There we go. <laughs> hey, man. Good evening tonight, and we just thank God for all that he continues to do, and uh, we're so delighted to be here. Always good to see uh, uh, people that uh, share in our lives and share in our uh, well-being, and I just want to welcome you to the Renaissance Fellowship, and um, 
the joint collaboration with Mr. Corey D. Moody, Certified Public Accountant, Certified Valuation Analyst. As we are going through these series, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a privilege and an honor just to, to come on. And tonight, we're going to talk about trust. Uh, Mr. Moody is going to share with us about trust. And trust is uh, very unique, very uh, unique in all of our lives. So let us begin with the word of prayer. We love prayer. I think prayer is important for what we do on this Wednesday, check in and also type into uh, different things to chat, those of you that can. But again, we ask that you uh, sign up through Zoom so you can better interact with us. And again, we just thank you. We know that uh, you could be doing other things, but you join us every Wednesday night. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity, almighty God. We thank you for your grace and your mercy in the midst of what's going on in our country and in the world. You have kept us in the midst of rising prices, whether it's gas or home or house rent. God, you have kept us. You have kept us in the midst of the pandemic, oh God, and we just thank you for that. If somebody that needs you right now, we ask that you meet them at their point of need, and we thank you for allowing us to be vessels every week to share the financial series with all of humankind. God, we just thank you for the opportunity to share tonight, and we ask special blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lady, ladies and gentlemen, again, I'm always privileged every week to share this platform with my, my friend, my, 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 my buddy, uh, Mr. Corey D. Moody, and he is here and he is ready to go as we talk about trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he shall, he will direct thy path. You got it, my friend. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, it's always a pleasure to, to be here. I mean, I, I can't tell you enough just how every Wednesday I start looking forward to it. And I have to confess, when we started this last year, you know, I was nervous as I don't know what, whether I was, as I've ever been, whether I'm starting a sporting event or something, and you know, you get the nerves, the butterflies, you know, and I was almost like, I don't want to go on. You know, I, I, it's just, it's too much. And we say the same thing when we're preparing for a race or a game or something, you know, we get those butterflies and it's a nervousness. It's, it's an uh, it's excitement. And I don't know how many times I say, I don't want to, I don't want to go on. I don't want to do this. I don't want to run. I don't want to, you know, play. But I always go through it. I press through it. And what has always kind of gotten me to go ahead and go through it, it says, I got to trust the process. Have I prepared myself? Have I done the things I need to do to trust that I'm going to get the outcome that I have projected or that I'm hoping to, to get? And so that trust really is about our, you know, for me, it's about, you know, myself. Do I trust myself? And do I have others that trust me? And can I trust others? And all through my life, there have been some things that that trust has been broken. 
And where that leads us going forward, for me, was a determination of my trust to God. Because at that point, I had to turn it over to God because those trusts have been broken. And you can try to build them, but you can't always repair certain things in our in our lives. But one thing I found out, God is always faithful in doing what he says he's going to do for us or, you know, and what we can depend on. So, again, I want to thank you for joining a financial series, you know, our Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You know, I just appreciate the the participation, the calls, the emails, the texts, you know, just, you know, continuously and encouraging me. So without further ado, here we are. And what does this have to do with finances? You know, I, I talked about running or playing a game that the butterflies are there. Even though we practice and we did all these things, we train, you still got to trust yourself to execute what you prepare for. And so one of the things that, that helps me on the financial piece is just a budget. And not that I just have a budget just to prepare it, but I also compare it against my actuals to see how I'm doing. You know, those kind of help me look at my indicators to tell me where I may have gone off. And no matter what we prepare for, at least in my lifetime, it's, you know, it's kind of rare, if ever, to get it perfect. And, you know, a, a baseball player nowadays batting over 300 is a Hall of Famer. You know, you know, one of the best ever, Ted Williams, you know, he only batted 400 one time, you know. So that's just a 40%. And you look at free throw shooters, you know, 70, 80%, 90%, you one of the best. Steph Curry, who's one of the best shooters, you know, he shoots at 92%. It's not even perfect, but he's the best. So being the best doesn't mean being perfect. And I, for me, I, I realized, that, realized that a long time ago. But what used to happen to me as a, as a child and, you know, even now, you know, we've always told, well, no one's perfect. You're never going to get it perfect. And I guess I've always kind of known that, but doesn't mean I doesn't I don't strive for perfection, not to be perfect, but to get that high average. And I always want to be at the top, no matter what it is. And so what kind of helps me drive, you know, is myself is to create my my own indicators. And for finance, you know, some of the indicators that helps us determine how well we are doing financially, it's looking at our budget. You know, how well are we performing based upon our budget? Remember, this is not a, a whipping board. This is, these are indicators to help us maybe next year. Hey, look, you know, right now, you know, your gas, if you budgeted gas, you know, it's very probable 
that your gas allowance or your actual virtuous budget is probably going over now. So what do you do? Well, knowing because you're feeling the short in your cash, like, why am I short? I'm doing everything the same, you know. Ah, I look here. My gas has gone high. You know, what's going on? My food's gone high. At least you can identify and make the adjustments. So it's just to help guide, not to whip. So it's very important to, to make sure that we understand we need these indicators, at least I do. I need these indicators to help keep me on the right path. So one of the things, you know, hey, I've made money my whole entire life. I ain't saying it's a lot, but I've always made money. I've always, you know, been able to pay bills and, and things. But one of the things I, I, I learned to start measuring is my waste. I talked to a McDonald franchiser, um, franchise E, and has like 13 stores. And one of the things he always says, what he looks at more than anything it's not advertising, not sales. The number one thing most successful McDonald's franchise, franchisees look at are their costs. And the two areas of cost they look at are food cost and labor. Because those are the two most intense and in the, the greater percentage of their cost. So they have to manage the food costs and the labor costs. So it's not like they manage and trying to see how many people come in, how much they doing in advertising and all this, you know. Now those things happen, but what they focus on is controlling food costs and labor. You know, then they learn how to now, you know, look at their, their schedule, look at times of the day so they stop having waste because after so long you have to discard the food that's maybe been sitting in the heat too long or sitting out or you may have cooked it and, and no no one comes and buys it at the end of the end of the day you know so at the end of the day when you start when you're in the the restaurant business now you got to start managing okay now it's i got to manage my waste now it's different when you're at a special order restaurant and everything everybody orders, but it doesn't always work like that. But also in certain conditions, things get, uh, th there are mistakes made in the kitchen. And so a good restaurant owner, what they will also do is measure their waste or throwaways. Then, so now let me manage my throwaways because let's say I can't handle the, the cost only to some, I, I can only handle it or impact it on certain things. I can't control the cost of meat going up or cheese or onions or whatever. I can't control those costs. But I can make sure I buy well, buy in bulk, that I can, I can freeze and do those, those things. But what I can control is how much I throw away, how much I waste. 
And when I found in my 30-something, almost 40 years of practice, is that we don't look at the, the, the small things, even though some of them are even big things. As long as we have what we need and it looks like we're doing well, I got cash in my bank, I can buy things that I want, we don't worry about what slips through the cracks until it gets tight. Now we want to bring the reins in to try to understand why we got out of whack. So the budget is going to help you not get out of whack so far, so long that it's unrecoverable. Because you can lose a whole bunch of money before you know it, and you you can never recover from it. Now, I was talking to someone today. They were feeling down. And, uh, you know, they said, hey, it just seems like, you know, I, I can't get any help. I'm, you know, I'm doing it all on my own. And you wanted, I said, you got to trust your processes and your systems. You also got to eliminate, and I said, what I said was, I, I, he was really under a lot of stress. I said, I was, I was probably hurting you. You know, tell me if I'm wrong. There's all the debt you have. Because I used to see people in the construction business take a job that they know is going to lose money. And say it's a, you know, a $2 million job. And they know it's going to cost them 2.2, 2.3 or something. At least that's what I saw. They hope it's going to cost. It usually ends up costing them, you know, 2.6, 2.7 they don't manage the cost. Don't manage the job well enough. So now that $200,000 loss really does become a $500,000 loss. But they took that job because they had to pay all the loans, you know, the car payments, the equipment payments, you know, you know, they had to pay all this stuff to keep what they thought to keep the doors open. But what those costs were, were the cost of production. So when you look at things like your budget, what it does, it helps you see indicators and trends and things before they mushroom out of control. So more than telling you what not to do, as I've said in the past, it helps you go down the road of what I need to do, what pivots I need to make left or right, or press, or, or press the gas, or put on the brakes to slow down a little bit. But for me to get that trust in myself, I need indicators. There's... There's a movie that I, I, I watch. I, I love the movie. And it was about a guy who, he was a gambler. And he was gambling at $10,000 a hand. But he had stopped and he came back and said, you know what? I'm just going to slow down. I'm just going to bet $1,000 a hand. And he was winning. But what he saw was he was losing 
9,000 or really 18,000 if he was doubling his bet for everything. He saw it a loss because he was letting what he usually do go out the window. So of course he went up and started betting the 10 and even went up. Then he lost it all. You know, I won't buy water at a certain price. I just can't do it. So we can afford to do a lot of things in our life. The question is, can we trust ourselves to make the right decision? And so that's what I had to do for myself. I had to really start trusting myself to make the right decision you know, about a lot of things in my life, not just the financial piece. You know, there's a lot of things. So where are we? Are you using your budget? Are you using that tool to help you? Do you trust yourself that you don't need it? I don't think that's a trust issue as it is. It's just not being done. Because folks come in all the time. They tell me how much money they know they made and the whole nine yards. But when we go in and audit those books, it's not even near what they think they're doing. So some of these things help helps us just kind of do the right things, not from a sin perspective, just from the path that we're on. Can we make it happen? So, so, you know, it's easy to, to call fornicators, adulterers, murderers. It's easy, you know, for you to call me those things and, and, and we say that to each other. Oh, he's a murderer. He's an adulterer. You know, you know, it's easy to say, oh man, he a bad person, you know, just does all these things but you know there's another there there are other things besides what we think are traditional sins that can prevent us from really being in line with god's our our walk our journey our covenant with god and i want to show just a couple of scriptures and it's Luke 16, and it's about the unjust steward. And he said also unto the disciples, there was a, a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, how is it that I hear this of thee give an account of thy stewardship for thou mayest be no longer steward then the steward said within himself what shall i do for my lord taketh away from what from me the stewardship i cannot dig to beg i am ashamed so this is a what we would say, what, an unjust person, someone we may look down on. 
But I want us to go, I want to go take this just a little bit further. I want to show you something, something else. <clears throat> Apologizing. No, hey, it's just me. All right. I'm just kind of moving down, same chapter of Luke. And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of the light. And I say unto you, make to yourself friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when you fail, they may receive you until everlasting inhabitation. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in, in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And the last one, I think I have one more. And let's just go ahead and get this in. And no servants can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other. And I know a lot of times, and at least what I, in my experience, when I heard that that verse, cannot serve two masters, it's always about loving God or loving money. That's typically the context that it always kind of comes in. And for me, I started really understanding God just kind of starts showing me really has nothing to do with money. Do you trust me over even yourself or what you think you need to do? And are you a good steward? How are you measuring yourself? Oh, yeah, we got the gangsters to come tell us, oh, just trust the guy. You know, he, you know, he, he got you. You don't have to do all that stuff. You just do these things or don't do this, don't do that. You're going to be okay. For me, it's about doing what I'm supposed to do. And that's what has always kind of driven me. Yeah, I fall, I bump my head, you know, created chaos. But I just keep going. I want to get that average up. So how do we test ourselves? You know, do we, how do we trust our decisions over our finances? Is it a pie in the sky prayer to God and I pray so I know it's going to work out? Just because you have it don't mean you're a good steward over it. How accurate are we in our decisions of what we do with our money? Really? How? I don't know. And what are the indicators that you use to measure how well you perform in being a good steward? And a lot, I've gotten feed, feedback or flat about talking about money and numbers. 
because you you know you hear people talking about oh you in it that's that's numeration that's a sin you know God uses numbers for so many different things. You know, we talked about limitations, that every book except one had 22 verses, which is just the same number of characters in the um, Greek alphabet. And numbers he uses so much and talks about value with numbers, with dollars. Numbers of generation. So if numbers are helping you maintain your walk, when numbers are helping me maintain my walk and keeping me closer, I'm going to keep using it. I'm not going to let a gangster come tell me I'm into something that I know I'm not into. Maybe you use numbers because you played the numbers. And so now anybody talking about numbers and dollars, you think it's you want to play numbers and, you know, looking at the stars and say, hey, man, the Lord gave me the numbers to go play the lotto. And I don't care, you know, that's on you playing. You know, I'm not saying bad, good, or indifferent about that. I'm just saying watch. Watch who comes after us when we start talking about getting our own lives together, trusting ourselves. I need things to trust myself. I can't do it alone. I can't do it without notes. You know, I, I write notes before, you know, before I do my podcast, you know, to try to keep me in line. You know, I have indicators telling me all type of things. I mean, I use a thermometer when I cook, you know, certain things to make sure it's at the right temperature. Because certain things, it tells you when it gets to a certain temperature, then you can add another ingredient. If you do it before that, it messes it, it messes up the food. So numbers and understanding and indicators are important. And what I'm challenging us to do is find our indicators. Your indicator, my indicators, what we use could totally different. But what the indicators have done for me is learn to trust myself. Trust my decision. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. You don't have to have a degree in all this stuff to understand things about our own lives. So I just want to challenge you, get your budget. Trust the process, trust the system. And I, I, I guess I can't, I, God don't need no guarantees. But what I know for me, the more I give, the more I give to him, the better it gets. And it's not always about the bank account. It's the blessings that come that things you don't have to pay for because someone blessed you or a great deal comes. Look, I like and want the biggest and best things in life too. I'm at a point now that they're not important anymore. My piece is understanding what I'm doing on this journey now, my purpose. And does it make me better because I'm not thinking about certain things anymore? Certain things I don't think about, don't do anymore. I am better for it. But to get better for it, I had to trust. I had to trust myself.
And I use whatever I had to use to help me know I'm on the right trail, this right path. And I just don't want you, if it helps, to let the gangsters tell you, don't do that because it's bad. You go read these scriptures, you know, for yourself to find out what works. You know, we talked about risk assessments in the assertions. Everybody's different with those assertions are, you know, and, and, and what areas of our lives. I'm going to be having a chart, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, to talk about this a little bit more. To see what's happening. But I need indicators. I need indicators to know where I am. So I'm going to wrap this on up. And I want to thank you for tuning in and listening. And I hope there's a nugget here or there for you. And I appreciate you constantly tuning in and checking in. And it does an old man like me good to know that people out there still listen. And I just want to thank you, Pastor Cheney. It's always a pleasure to see your smile and face. <laughs> and yeah, I just thank want, you so much. Hey, I just want to thank you, my brother. Great scripture. Ladies and gentlemen, we ask that you do your homework. It's always uh, better if you go back and reread in the scriptures enlightened tonight. I believe that was what Luke chapter 16, I believe. That's correct. 16. Yeah, Luke chapter 16. Um, we thank uh, 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 Mr. Moody, uh, Mr. Corey for, for leading us tonight. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but there just seems to be such a heaviness over the world today. And we have to be prayerful. We have to be mindful. And uh, as Brother Corey, excuse me, Brother Corey has said, we need indicators. We need indicators and we, we encourage you to do the homework to create your budget, to stick to your budgets. I've been really trying to hone in on the budget and I've had to make adjustments because gas prices are up and, uh, and food prices are up and I've got a 14 year old that eats everything. So as we are being challenged, I'm also being challenged too. And again, we thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining us tonight. Two things I want you to do, please. Number one, if you can just allow us to be a part of your life by registering through Zoom, uh, Corey D. Moody and or the Renaissance Fellowship, please register so you can interact with us. And then also to uh, spread the word, share it with somebody that you know, and we know that people are working, people are sleepy, but sometimes people will roll over and say, hey, let me see what that message was. Uh, tonight? What did they talk about tonight? The second thing I would like for you to do, if you so desire to sow a seed, you can do it uh, multiple ways, but you can do it through two ways in particular. Number one is GiveLify. Tap Give Done. Uh, download the app GiveLify, the GiveLify app. The second is Cash App. And what I have done on social media now, if you go to uh, the Renaissance Fellowship page, I got it where all you have to do is just click that cash app and it'll take you right to the page. So it makes it easy. It takes you, we cut out a whole step for you. And as we're learning technology and we work on getting our technicians and our people to assist us on Wednesday nights, look, 
We got to do it bare bone and, and streamline and strip down for y'all. This is who we are, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody's trying to hide. And if you're wondering what's going on, I got some sinus problems. Just pray for brother. The wind is crazy, but we love you and we thank you for joining Wednesday check-in with Deborah Cheney and Corey D. Moody, the financial series. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next week.